Hey, brother. I know uh, one of the things that we talked about as we were in the process of creating this, looking like what this could be, was just around this idea of let's just simplify the game. Let's just help share our lived experience so that people can gain some greater wisdom that they can apply to their life. Yeah, I, I think when you look back at how we even got to this point, it was just simple, organic conversation of, I guess, two, two souls, two beings that were just simply sharing the wisdom that they gained on their journey. And it's like, well, you provide value to me and I provide value to you. I would hope like, why don't we just share it with the world? So it's, no, this is, it's a beautiful thing to see how this came to fruition. So the intention, and, and as we were talking about, was, was a theme. And the theme was around this idea of clarity being that, that word. So I'm curious from your perspective, what does clarity mean to you? The image that comes to mind, if you think of like, you step foot out of your house and everything's foggy, right? So you don't, you don't know which direction to go. You have no idea. But if you could have just a little path cleared away where there was no fog, that would at least give you direction. And now when I have direction, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to continue in that where I'm supposed to go because I have at least the clarity of where I'm supposed to go. So for me personally, clarity has been a game changer of knowing where we want to go because JT, we've talked about, I don't know how many times that people don't realize you can have whatever it is you want, but you had to first know what it was that you wanted. And clarity helps provide, helps give you, gives you that direction of where to go. And then I can work on discipline. Then I can work on commitment. But if I don't have, if I don't know where I want to go, then all those things are null and void. I'd be curious to know what you, like where or how finding clarity in your life, how it's, um, how it's impacted your life or how, it's, how life has changed. I love what you shared, just this idea of like creating a vision, right? Like that vision and allow me to paint a picture here. I remember one of the visions that my beautiful wife and I had for our family for leaving the safe and comfortable world of teaching was to spend more time with our kids traveling. Mm -hmm. And fast forward, we decided that what we truly desired was to go visit Southeast Asia. Mm -hmm. Now, as we were thinking about doing it, right, wishing and hoping for this trip to Southeast Asia, I actually found myself feeling paralyzed with indecision you know where do we start do we start in Bangkok do we start in Tokyo do we start in Hong Kong like you know where where da, 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 da. and it was like I was playing the should I or shouldn't I game right it wasn't until I created some clarity with Alicia by saying you know what we're gonna start in Bangkok that we could actually create a plan to first then book the flights to go from Toronto to Bangkok, and then we could get the process going. Right. So, so for me, that vision of feeling what I don't want, <laughs> and then feeling what I do did want when I when I provided myself with some clarity, 
was a game changer. And things went from hustle and grind, confusion, to where things became more easy and effortless and things just flowed. Yeah, that's, so if I hear you right, I hear the lack of clarity is what paralyzed you. You didn't know which way to go. It's like, what do I do? So it's like, you have a fork in the road and if you don't know where to go, you're just gonna stop and just sit there and look at both ways. Mm-hmm. So wow, that's 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 one thing I will say that I, I didn't realize. Like to simplify life, clarity is a big part of it. It 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 weeds out all the rigmarole of you going here and doing that and doing this. It's like if you just know what it is that you're looking for, what it is that you want, all of those other things you can you can go ahead and X them out. They were distractions, really. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious from, from you, you know, one of the things that I often like, and I know we've talked about the book, but, you know, think and grow rich. I, you know, that, that's been one of the books that have really helped me form sort of like a, an action plan, a playbook around, you know, how, how I can live my life. Mm-hmm. And one of the things Napoleon Hill talks about is the power of decision-making, And he said that that was a common characteristic between every successful and highly effective person. And this was like studying 25,000 people. And he found this was a common characteristic between 500 of the most successful people. So I'm curious from your perspective, can you think of a time where, you know, either you came to a decision or you helped someone, you know, a client come to a decision where all of a sudden you could just see that that just provide them with the clarity they needed? Yeah, I can think of my own life of just of, of really me stepping into what I do today. You know, for the longest, you know, I was in the athletic world, I was in the basketball world, and it was like, you know, I'm a basketball player and I train and I teach players how to take their game to the next level through skill development. And I probably, I probably burn rubber or, or tread my tires in the same place for about eight to nine months because I wouldn't just fully commit to like, this is what you want to do. This is your passion. Go after it and stop worrying about what people may think. Oh, why is he switching? And why is he doing this? He's not doing basketball anymore. Why? So I say that now, like I didn't have clarity, but when I had clarity, it's amazing how everything just opened up. Like I knew like, and, and here's the beauty of it. The universe conspired to see that things work out for you when you do have clarity. I feel like that's our responsibility is to exercise clarity and the universe has, okay, here you go. What is it? What is it? And then this conversation is had with this person at the grocery store, or maybe I'll see that book on the bookshelf. All these things start to provide more clarity. And now here I am two and a half years in, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like you could have done this eight, nine months earlier before you started, if you had had clarity. So what I heard from you there was in your journey, and again, that's where there was both, you know, we had to give words to associate that people can become familiar with. There was both pain and within that pain, you then found your purpose. Yeah, that's, that's what a lot of people don't realize is you're going to find what you're here to do and why you're here to do it through resistance, through struggle. Like that's the, I guess, that's the paradoxical effect of life. It's like, for me to have that, I have to actually go through this to uncover the part of me that is going to create that. So yeah, that's really, it's, you, you're spot on. And I think, let me ask you this. 
because you deal with a lot of people too, obviously all different walks of life. What would you say the percentages of people who really grasp that, like the pain is actually going to be the gateway to what I'm, I'm looking for? Here's what I believe is that people consciously understand that, right? That, that yeah, okay, my pain, but I think what people fail to understand there is you can know something intellectually, like on a conscious level, right? But are you going to be able to mirror that, that thought with a focused action? Mm. Right. And, and that right is, is where the feeling part is. Right. And that's deep on the subconscious level. It's what we've talked about is what the early Greeks referred to as the emotional heart. Like can do people, can they internalize it to the point to where they are going to take that focus action with the understanding that that focused action will not feel good in the moment. Right. And I liken it to, it's like the first time, let's say, and we've all done this where we've fallen off with our, with our health and wellness goals. Right. And that first workout back in the gym, that first run, that first time back on the court, right. Or back on the football field, it's like, it didn't feel good, right, but right. it served a purpose because it made you, it helped your muscles become stronger and more powerful little by little. Right. Right. No, Absolutely. Yeah, this is, you understand that we live in a, a holographic universe, right? The macro has the micro and that micro becomes a new macro. You can look at every situation in life and see how it's a microcosm of the grand scheme. So I like, I tell people all the time, you just look at, like you said, look at the weight room. The weight room is what like, that resistance of the weight is actually what makes you stronger. It never feels like when it's on your neck and you can't get the, the bench press off of you. It's after the fact. And then you look back and you're like, wow, I see how that like built up my chest or how that built up my triceps. So I tell people nowadays, like, do, do just like embrace whatever season of life you're in. Because even if it is hard, even if it is struggle, it's actually serving a purpose to develop you. It's interesting as you share that. I think back to a great coach or mentor that I had, and and what he often shared. He talked about law of cause and effect. He's like, you are either sowing or you're reaping, right? And again, it's that it's understanding where you are and understanding that they're both part of the process. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm curious from you again. You work with high performers, right? In, In many walks of life, right? From you know just. And, and I think what, what people may uh, not fully become aware of is the fact of what we're talking about here can help you be successful in any area of your life, right? The game of life. Yes. So from your experience, what is the biggest roadblock for people in, in them if they, like, let's say they want clarity, but, you know, that thing that holds them back from, what, what's been your experience? I think probably the biggest thing is fear, right? We get, we get taught that um, you can only be this or you can only do that based on maybe the color of your skin or what part of town you were from or no one in your family's ever done that. So don't dare think that you could do that. And this creates a blockage, it creates a fear. So now, even though my heart may say, that's what I wanna do, the logical reasoning mind is like, well, no, you can't. 
You can't do that. And now what this does is this creates a lack of clarity. So I always tell people now, like when you understand, like it actually, I have an episode coming out this week on my podcast talking about how your heart actually guides you. Your heart is a thinking, learning, uh, uh, feeling vessel separate from the brain. So when you understand this, you can start to know, I got to follow my heart. I got to follow my passion. I got to follow what brings me the most joy in this moment. And then it, it will lead you where you're supposed to go. So I just tell people all the time, like, write down what your fears are. What are, you, what are your fears? What are you afraid of? What are your insecurities? Those are the things that are blocking you from having clarity. And once you have an awareness of those, you can start to work through them. And the more you work through them, the more clarity you have, the more direction you'll have. So that's just what I found from working with high performers. They're no different than any of us. They just don't run from their fears. And because they don't run from their fears, they have more clarity in their life and what they want to do. I, I had a great mentor that talked about fear being like the terror barrier, right? Like you, you know, get to look at the terror barrier, you get to see it. And there's yeah. always one of two things you can do, right? And, and I think Maslow talked about this and sort of paraphrasing, right? You can either run back towards yeah. safety and comfort right. or two, you know, and any high level athlete understand that you can, you know, pick up steam, take focus action over the shoulder and run through the fear. And on the right. other side of fear is freedom. Yeah, no, that's it. Have you heard the uh, the story of the buffalo? What what the buffalo do? Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I'd love to hear it again. Yeah, they they, you know, all the other animals on the plains, they run away from the storm, right? And the storm's coming up, and you can see storms from miles away. Well, they run away from it, which eventually the storm catches them because they get tired. But the buffalo instead will run to the highest point and wait for the storm to get right in front of it. And then it runs towards the storm so it can get through it quicker. And this is, like I said, this is just a microcosm of life. Like the, if those storms are your hardships, those storms are your fears, those storms, storms are your insecurities, don't run from them because eventually what's going to happen is you're going to get exhausted and then they'll succumb, you'll succumb to them. So your best bet is to just turn and face and say, you know what, whatever may, sh may come, I'm going to allow this to help me to better understand myself. So now I look at all hardship and all struggle, no matter how quote unquote big or little is, I know that it's just helping me to better understand me. So I don't run from it. I use it as a vessel as for empowerment. I love that word you just said, empowerment, right? giving your, you're taking the power back, right? You're giving yourself the power. You're connecting to your, your power, your source. That's it. We all, I, this is where I try to get people to understand. I know JT, you do too, but if you knew how, if you knew how much power you had, if you knew how much power you had, how much differently would you live your life? So I just, I, you know, I got to, you know, kind of know my story, but I got to a point where I was so low, I had nothing to lose. Not, in my mind, I had nothing left to lose. So I was like, you know what? It's almost like when you know you're going to lose the game. So like, let's go ahead and throw the Hail Mary. Who cares? Like, make it a tip, make it a win. You never know. So this is what I started doing. I said, you know, I'm going to go after this. I'm going to follow my intuition. I'm going to follow my heart. Yeah, but what if it doesn't work? Who cares if it doesn't work? If it doesn't work, I won't be any worse than I am now. And I learned something valuable. I want to, I, I'd be curious to know in your life, like, what 
have you like have you with people you've worked with or you individually of you following your heart following your intuition that maybe the logical reasoning mind did not see the way did not have the clarity but you followed your heart anyway you know again i think of how you know the more we've come to have our conversation get to know each other more we start to see how how much parallel though our lived experience is different how much it parallels each other and i think that that's why we found each other in our lives i think back to my decision to leave the safe and comfortable world of teaching Mm -hmm. um for for those listeners to understand here here in ontario canada it is one of the safest most comfortable careers right it has defined benefit pension, a six-figure salary. Uh, You know, if you're in, you're in. And I found for myself, there was some pain because I think intuitively I knew my heart wasn't there anymore. Like, and, and I'm just a firm believer that I believe there are certain things that you need to do if you're, if you're teaching. And that's just my, from my perspective, right? Like you'd be coaching you're you know, it's, it's a profession that way. I think making the decision to walk away from a goal that I had achieved that I had been waiting for like 15 years to achieve was, was one of the most challenging decisions I, I, I had to make. It Mm. flew in the face of you know, what most of my colleagues did, right? The proverbial golden handcuffs, the, the pension, um, being at a school where it was one of the top uh, football programs in, in the country. Wow. And, and just having that um, courage to actually make that decision, right? Uh, I would say it's probably been the, the biggest blessing I've made because although it did not feel good, it, it did bring up a lot of uh, painful feelings, emotions. Right. I realized um, how much of my identity, my self-worth was tied into things outside of me. And it was sure. only by going through that, that I truly, like you said, started to understand uh, how much more I could give the world, how many more people I could help and serve and how many more people I could bless by, by, by taking the road less travels. And I'll sum it up by saying here, you know, I'm a firm believer that when you go all in on life, Mm. you give other people permission to do the same thing. And that's to me is, is, is where the joy of life happens. Yeah. Man, that's really, and it, it, you know, the, the, the beauty of it is when you start to believe in yourself and go all in, in your dreams, you now will do this for other people of being their encourager because everybody's just a reflection of us. So if I believe in myself and I believe I can do it, when I see someone who wants to leave their cush job, Hey, you can do it. You can do it because really they're just a projection of me. So this is, yeah, that's huge, man. That's, that's really good. Really good. So you bring up an interesting idea there, right? Um, around this idea of like, when you go all in, right? And, and, and really start to study yourself. You start to understand that people are just a mirror of you. Like what you see in others is just a reflection of, of what you see in yourself. Hmm. I'm curious from that perspective, 
how is gaining a greater understanding of that idea help you gain clarity in your life? It's been a game changer. And here's why. Now you, now, I mean, from my kids to my wife, to the guy who flicks me off at the, you know, on the road, now everyone is really just my teacher. They're teaching me and showing me another layer of myself. So when the guy flicks me off and it bothers me, it's really not him that's bothering me. It's the fact that I didn't get his approval. And because I didn't get his approval, it's not even that. It's because I wanted the approval of my mother and father, and I didn't feel like I got it growing up. So he brought to the surface something that had been hiding underneath the surface for years. So now when I have come to that awareness, I realize that's what I'm actually with the problem is. I can look at him and say, thank you, because you brought something to the surface that I was not aware of. And this is with everyone, with me and my wife, whenever we have a conversation or we have a disagreement about, with, about anything, we always end with a thank you. Because each one of us has brought to the surface in the other what, we, what was bothering us and what we actually needed to work on. So I say that it has helped me immensely because I realize now that nothing exists outside of me and everybody was just a reflection. So you'll show me a little bit of a little different side of myself. The, the male lady will, my kids, my kids have been unbelievable teachers, unbelievable teachers in my life to help bring more awareness to who I am and what I am and why I am the way I am. So I wish, I wish they taught this in school. You know, we, the golden rule is what uh, treat others the way you want to be treated, but they don't And fine print underneath it. It says, <laughs> treat others the way you want to be treated because how you treat them is really how you treat yourself. So it's really been a game changer in my life of being more aware and, and really loving humanity. But I had to first learn how to love me first. You know what I uh, heard from you again, just pulling it back to an idea that's already been shared with the world. I thought of Muhammad Gandhi's quote, right? Like, you know, be the change, right? Like, I know I'm sort of paraphrasing that, but you must first be the change, right? That's it. You, we don't, you can't give, and we know this, right? But you, you really, you can't give anything that you don't have yourself, right? I can't, I can't give you peace, JT, if I don't have peace within I can't give you love if I don't even love myself. And what we're seeing in this world, and that's why I try to tell people, it's like, you know, obviously the media sensationalizes stuff, things happen, but we always look at what someone has done, but we never look at the cause of why they did it. So whatever I do, no matter how heinous, that's just a reflection or projection of what I was feeling inwardly. So if we can start seeing how fractured our world is, not based on what's being done, but for someone to do something that heinous, they would have been struggling. And why? There's a reason behind that. I don't know. I've just found that it helps you come from a better place of compassion, sympathy, and empathy. When you understand that this is, this is how life works. I'm curious to know how you in your life, how this is, especially with your kids, um, close relationships, how this is understanding this, how, how everyone, you know, reflecting a part of you, how has this helped you 
Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, I think for me, leaving what's safe and comfortable, you know, professionally to, and removing that distraction as, as we referenced it earlier, right? It, it's easy sometimes to lose ourselves in things outside of us yeah. and to distract us. Uh, I think it made me aware, and this has been a process in the last three years about understanding that although I felt calm and confident professionally, personally, that same level of calm and confidence was not there. Mm. So it was, again, it was tied to external metrics of success. Sure. And, you know, how it was showing up in my life was <sighs> I was projecting some of the same learned behaviors that I didn't like about my upbringing. Again, this is just coming from a place of awareness. I understand that, you know, my parents did the best they could from with their current level of awareness. And I'm speaking specifically about, you know, my relationship with my dad, I realized I was projecting some of those same behaviors mm -hmm. that I, you know, hated as a kid onto my own son. Wow. And it was in that process where I needed to take responsibility and say, if you want different results, you must change first, right? You must be the change referencing back. And, and it's been interesting and I've shared this with you before that, you know, the simple habit of driving my kids to school today, uh, driving my kids to school starting this year has been a game changer. Mm -hmm. And it was birthed out of my daughter was not allowed to go on the bus because she wasn't in area anymore. Mm -hmm. So the easy thing to do would be blame. And I just thought, you know what, let's use this as an opportunity, get to connect with my kids for seven minutes every morning. Yeah. And from there, just driving them to school, that simple act. And then we have this sort of routine, this ritual now. And I yeah. just remind them, I love you. I'm proud of you. Wow. And I ask them what their commitment is. It, that simple action just repeated over and over has changed oh. my self-image as a dad. Yeah. And where, and this is one, uh, I didn't share this one with you. Um, my dad is, is not well, right? He's later stages in Parkinson's, he's got a number of wellness issues. And um, there was a day where he, in the past, uh, if, if, if I go unchecked, he can be quote unquote a trigger for me. Like, like it can quickly bring me back to that place where I did not feel seen and heard. And I remember him saying to me a few weeks ago, I hope that you, I hope your kids, um, do to you how you treat me. And I knew this was coming from a place of, the, of, uh, of pain. Mm. And in the past, I would have probably dealt with it differently and it would have been very uh, resentful, frustration, anger driven. Sure. And I just said to him and with all peace, and I put literally put my hands together. I said, you know why that's not gonna happen? Because you, have shown me what I don't want in my life. Mm. And I just said, thank you wow. for this gift. Wow. Now, I find that doing that, and the interesting part was, he said to Alicia right after, a few minutes later, well, that's good. I, I, I know he's a better man than I am. So it was just really interesting to be able to see that sort of that law of polarity, that shift in perspective yeah. where... Alicia was totally like, those things, those two things don't jive. Right. And I think it was because I 
met his, his anger, his frustration with love and just, and just said, thank you. That it, it just, I don't know. I think it, it, it changed his vibration. Right. And he just, maybe it gave him a moment of clarity. Wow. The awareness, the self-awareness that you would have to have to be able to not react unconsciously like most of us do like that that that's what we would call a test right that's that is that's the universe's way of ensuring that you can that you have made growth right let me let me test and see if and this is what so now i look at every situation everyone when when something like this happens it's just merely a test to see to measure my growth so i say that man that's that's amazing dude that's because I know that probably was not easy or at a time when it wouldn't have been easy. Yeah. Well, and, and, and what I would share with people, and I, I know it's so easy to look at, you know, people are going to hear from that, what they want to hear. Sure. And I will just say, life is not always sunshines and rainbows. Are there moments where I still get, you know, for better lack of term triggered and, and I react to something he may have said? Yeah. And it's, it, and, and it's giving myself the grace and compassion that I'm a human being. Right. And I have feelings, I have emotions. And where it really helped is understanding that I get to choose my next thought, though. So I can learn, like you said, I, I can say, what could I learn from that? And I find just like getting in that habit and that daily practice game changer. Yeah, that's something I've, I've, I've tried to start doing is, is look at things from a non-dualistic point of view really literally looking at everything as an animal would look at it right and and understanding that if someone says something let's just say you know my father says something that's triggering if my dog or another person who didn't know the nature of our relationship heard it would it bother them as much and if it said no that means that this situation is only bothering me because i'm perceiving it that way and and my perception is based on my past experiences. So because of my past experiences with my father, I'm perceiving it this way, but I actually have a choice. I have a choice. So something that, that has helped me immensely is that first question. When I feel in my body, when I feel that emotion of like, you know, that, that you know right away, like this is triggering. It's that first question, why does this really bother you? What is it truly? And now you've just become the observer instead of being the thing that was being triggered. And I, you know, just listening to you, I was, that's what I hear. I hear a moment of, for you to be able to say, thank you. That means you are the observer. You are the observer that was aware that this, this particular situation and this dialogue was serving a purpose, but you'd have to be the observer to realize that. So man, that's, that's good, man. That's great stuff. So you brought up an interesting idea. What I heard from you again was you talk about perception, right? And it, it, it inspired me to think about, you know, these mental muscles, these higher conscious faculties that we all have. And, and what I would remind people, it's like any muscle, right? You have, it only gets stronger through focus and consistent repetition. Same as if you want to be great at push-ups, you got to do push-ups. Yeah. So, so I'm curious from you, what has it been like for you in your life? Like what, how has your experience in the game of life shifted as you have started to develop 
and strengthen these mental muscles, like your perception, your will, your intuition, yeah. your memory. Yeah. It, it's made me, I'm not going to say, it's made me more focused. Uh, it's made me more intentional. It's made me more deliberate. Because now I'm realizing that anything that goes quote unquote good or anything that's bad, it was my doings. It was my doings. It was my perception of how I was experiencing it. So I've, I've, I've essentially, instead of passing the ball to somebody and then getting upset when they don't make the game winner, it's, it's forced me to keep the ball in my hands and live with whatever the result was because I had the ball in my hands. So to answer your question, I, I really it's empowered. It's empowering me. Like it's in, like it has shown me like you have these six faculties, like you said, of your mind, you know, memory and uh, imagination, intuition, perception, all of, they're tools. They're tools inside of your, on, on your tool belt for you to build your life, for you to build the house that we call life. And when you know that you have them and you know that you have full control over them and you know what they are, you can now start building your house. But I think about how many people don't, they're not aware. We don't get taught this in school. We have no idea that we even have these six unbelievable um, faculties or mind muscles. So we don't know how to build our house. So now we're living in a house that somebody else has built, whether it's school, whether it's the government, whether it's you know, our parents, every human being here has been blessed. This is why the US, the constitution says every man was created equal. Every man is created equal. You have all the same, we all have the same tools to build our life the way we want, but we don't, we don't use it because we don't know that we have them. So this is kind of like part of my mission. And I know with you too, you, anyone who's in this work, this line of work of helping to empower people, showing them, Hey, you have all the tools. I just want to show you where the tool belt is because you didn't know that you had it around your waist. You had no idea. Yeah. And, 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 you know, what I really heard from you again is, you know, it's when you really, again, coming from an objective lens and coming from a background in education, anyone watching this, anyone listening to this, these skills are not always taught. The reason you may not understand how to use these, these tools is because you've never been taught how to, you've never been shown how powerful and how empowering they could be. So, so that's where Again, I know you and I've talked about this is why these ideas need to find their way into schools, into curriculum, into youth sports, because the sooner we, we, we share these tools, it's, it's amazing what could happen. And you, you said something that was really, I mean, just really powerful this is not just sports this this is translatable in everything you do in life you will need these skills you will have to use these tools if you're an entrepreneur if you're a stay-at-home mother if you're a professional athlete no matter what you are you will need to use these tools so that's where you know clarity has helped me in the, in the overarching theme of life to like i don't care what it looks like i just want to help people and show them what they have. Because like I said, and I was one of them, a lot of us don't know what we had. We don't know how powerful our mind is. Your mind is what creates everything, everything. And if you know how to use your tool belt, I mean, you can, there's, there's nothing you can't do.
Yeah. I'm curious to know, because we, we all see this version of you now, right? We see this. What, what spurred, were you always like this? Or did, like, did, was there like an acute moment or something that happened that like the light bulb switched on with you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, there have been different moments, these different ahas, right? And, and again, it's, you know, I often reference on my podcast, the idea that the mind's like a parachute works best when it's wide open. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's amazing what can happen. Like even what I'm gaining, the greater clarity I'm getting just this from this conversation. Oh. Um, for me, the one that always comes back to is Mother's Day 2016. You know, uh, again, came home was a weekend of, of just feeling like I had this deep pain. Uh, Alicia brings me to the hospital and they thought I was having a suspected appendicitis. And from there, long story short, you know, you're, I sat in the hospital four days going through probably the worst physical pain I had been in. Um, also had a, my dream job interview the following day. So, you know, when you're lying in a hospital bed, on Mother's Day, in the worst physical pain I've ever experienced, you know, I have, you know, a young wife, young kids at home, and I'm started to sort of go, so what's going to happen next time if you don't change something, if you don't start making different decisions? Are you prepared to leave your beautiful wife? Are you prepared to leave your kids fatherless? Like, are you, and it was from that moment of seeing what I didn't want, like physically, like I had physically manifested that, that, wow. that hospital visit. And it was through that where I, I, again, I got this vision of what I didn't want that I was able to start challenging myself with different questions from there. And, and it frames back to, again, another great coach or mentor that I had that said, the quality of questions you ask yourself will determine your quality of life. Mm-hmm. And it was through that process where my mind became curious and I started looking for new ways of thinking and ideas. I started reading more. I started listening to podcasts. I started, you know, then eventually going to workshops, you know, start studying myself. And from there, it provided me the clarity on which, on where I want to go. And it's, it's been this ongoing process of ebbs and flows, but again, it's brought me right here to this beautiful conversation. So again, it's that, that was, the moment where you kind of look back and go. Oh. It was through the fire then. It was through the fire. That's that's what I keep. That's what I hear. It was, you, it's nine times out of 10, that's when it happens. It, when our outside world starts to crumble mm-hmm. and we're forced to go inward, we're forced to contemplate, we're forced to reflect and it's wow wow what about yourself like was there that moment where you kind of look back and you realize and what i would frame it here is i would look at it as it's you're one decision away from a completely different life so so what would that one decision be for you where you change the trajectory of your life, your family's life. You know, it's interesting. I'm going to say, not this is coming to me in real time. 
Back in 2018, uh, my family and I, we moved out of Florida, got involved with a business partner, hopes of a prosperous life. Six months in, everything went to hell in a handbasket before I knew it. All of our money had been stolen. Uh, we didn't have a house. Our cars were stolen. We were, we were victims of white collar fraud, right? So we moved back to Indiana. I'm dejected, I'm broken. My wife who's always been, she's, she takes pride in being a mother, being a stay-at-home mom. We had a lifestyle where she, she was able to be a stay-at-home mom. She had to go back to work. And this broke her heart. This broke my heart. And I felt guilt. I felt uh, shame. I felt all these things I had never felt in my life. Then the FBI gets, comes to me and say, we want your help to get this guy. And now before I know it, I'm trapped in a life that I had never been in. I never would have imagined I would be in. So I, my, what's coming to me in real time is I would say that that moment of when we moved back and, you know, here I am, just I would go sit out in the woods by myself and just sit out there, just cry and just write down whatever I was feeling. I would say that's it. But really, it was us moving down to Florida. That was when everything started. That was Looking back on it, that was the process of when it started to begin for me to become awake and uh, uh, essentially get on the path of what I'm here to do. So I say this to people, you will always have a choice. You'll always have a choice in how you perceive a situation. I'm here to tell you, like, I'm not, you know, everybody's life is relative, but, you know, when the FBI comes to your house and sits in your living room for four hours and gives you a, another cell phone and a fake email address and says, here, when we tell you to meet us in this parking lot and make sure nobody's following you. My point of this is I've been through things that I wouldn't wish upon anyone. But it was in that moment that I realized, oh my gosh, I have a choice on how I'm perceiving this right now. How can I use this to help somebody else? Because now I know what it feels like to be down and out. And I had never known what that felt like, JT. So this is what gave me the inspiration. I actually just look at the word inspired today, the origin of it. In comes from Latin, means to go inside. Spire comes from the Latin word spirare, which means to breathe into. So when they would say inspire, they would say from a divine a place of divinity of breathing life into someone. So because I felt like everything that I thought I was, my money, my house, my cars was gone, it forced me to go inward, which then had me start to breathe life into other people. So that would, that's what I would say would be the acute moment. But now that I think about it, it was really when the process started. It was when things were great and everything kind of started at the top of the hill and going downward. That's when it actually started. I appreciate you sharing, right? And and I know you and I have talked about it, but just hearing it, like again, you know, just hearing it even more just paints this, this clearer picture of it. But it was so easy. And what resonated with me was it could have been so easy for you to fall into judgment. And, and I'm a firm believer that judgment can show up as blaming, criticizing, complaining. Like it could have been so easy to do that. And it's interesting how that judgment is such a learned behavior, right? But you taking responsibility really was the key that, that gave you your power back because you weren't, you stopped allowing the external stuff, circumstances to control your thinking, right? And you're like, you know, I, I'm going to create better moving forward. Yeah. That's where, 
you know, I, I just, you realize that even in that moment, because this is, this, here's a question I ask myself, is this really as bad as I'm perceiving it to be? And that was really hard because we get taught to be victims. We get taught victim consciousness. We don't even realize it. So now we naturally, our natural disposition is to say, well, look what he's done to me or look what she said. And then I had to ask myself, really, is it really what happened? Because if I went and told a stranger, would they really think that was that bad? Would it really be that bad to that family that had just lost their house because it got burned down? Would it really be that bad compared to that, those families down in Texas that had that mass shooting? So I started to realize that, Derek, you have a choice, man. You have a choice. You have a choice. And this is what I try to tell people. This is you re realizing that you have all the power. You have the power. Because how you perceive life will be how you experience it. And how you experience it is what you call reality. So your reality is directly tied to your ability to perceive it. JT, when I realized this, it was like, why would I not perceive life as always working out for me? So now I can tell you this, that if that situation did not happen, if we did not move down to Naples, Florida, if all of that stuff had not happened, I would not be on this call with you right now. I would not be on this podcast with you. It's interesting how, as we were talking about, one decision can change the trajectory oh, of your life. Yes. And it's, it's, and this is what I try to tell people. It'll always work out. Always. It will always. You have never, you never, what is, we read the Bible and the Lord's Prayer, what it says is, give us this day our daily bread. It didn't say weekly bread. It didn't say monthly bread. It didn't say yearly. It just said today. That's it. You will always be good. Always. You'll always have enough in this moment because that's all that you had anyway. It's allowed me to detach, JT. It's allowed me to just say, like, you know what? It's June 1st. The app didn't come out. You know what? That's okay. That's okay. If you get a little further down the path, you'll see why. And then it will make sense. So when you talk about judgment, I think I read somewhere it said judgment is, judgment is observation from a limited perspective. Oh, this sucks. I can't believe it all. Man, why did this not? You get a little further down the road and then you say, oh, I see why that didn't happen when I wanted it to. Yeah. As being a parent, because I know we talk about this a lot. How have all of these things helped you in raising your children? Because I, as people ask me all the time, it's like, how do you raise conscious kids? Right. And it's worked. Sometimes I find like, okay, when you have this much awareness, sometimes it's like, I got to be careful because I know that this is having an impact. But then like, how do you find that balance of raising your kids to be self-aware, but also not, <laughs> not uh, psychoanalyzing everything that you do? Well, it's a daily practice. And again, saying to all the parents here, um, you know, it, it's a journey, right? And as we've talked about, it's a daily practice. You know, for me, I think this work has taught me self-awareness. I know my past experiences. It's easy for me to coach, right? It's easy for me to coach and correct behavior. But as we've talked about many times, it's only through lived experience that lessons can actually be learned and, and, and right and, and, and uh, internalized. 
So, so for me, I've been in this practice here of just wanting my kids to feel seen, to feel heard, to feel appreciated. Right. And, and why that's so powerful here is that I, I remember this great quote, and I'll paraphrase it, that average leaders want people to think highly of them as a leader. Transformational leaders want others to think highly of themselves. So for me, I believe my responsibility as a parent is to encourage and empower my kids to be calm and confident in who they are. Yeah. And when it, you know, they, that they, they lose sight of it. And we all do from time to time, as, as we've talked about, it's reminding them that they always have the power to connect back to it, right. To choose their next thought. So, so for me, I, again, it seems really esoteric, but for me, what it's taught me is how to ask questions, mm. right. To really engage my kids and asking them questions. And, yeah. and I find that by, by, asking them questions from a curious mind, it's actually allowed me to better understand them and to connect with them on a deeper level. Yeah. Wow, that's really, I think you said it earlier, right? The questions that you ask will be in direct correlation to the quality of your life. Like that's, I think we're the only, we're the only creatures that have the ability to do that. That's how you advance. That's how you grow. That's how you evolve by asking the questions. So that's man, you're you're doing your children such a service, such a favor by you just simply being inquisitive and and really coming from a place of like genuinely wanting to know. Wow, that's that's good, JT. What about you, brother? What what is what is that? What's on your heart now? What is what is the one thing that top of mind that you are? you know, you want to help your kids understand, um, you know, so they can, you know, live their best life, as cliche as that is. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really, so I have a seven-year-old daughter and nine-year-old son, and I make sure I emphasize, it doesn't matter what I think about you. It doesn't matter what your mom thinks about you. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks about you. It only matters what you think about you. I will do all that I can to empower you and teach you how to think highly of yourself. But ultimately at the end of the day, you're going to need to do it for yourself. So, you know, when you get in the line of work that we do, you, you deal with, you get behind the curtain and you're seeing people's lives are 40, 50, 60 years old. And while they may have achieved uh, material success, inwardly, they still don't believe in themselves. And I, I know it sounds paradoxical, but it's, it, it roots back to childhood. So now that I'm, and I realize this in my own life and I'm like, okay, here I am with my kids. And I know they are going to have to develop their own perceptions of themselves at some point. But if I can help them and show them how to perceive themselves before the world does, this is, this is, this is, I feel as though I've done my job as a father, as a parent. Because my mother, I think back when my mother, I was four years old, my mom used to, she used to point at my heart and tell me, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, it only matters what you think right here. And I didn't realize what she was doing. Ultimately, what she was doing is she was teaching me, you got to believe in you, you got to love you, you have to know you. 
Love that. So I'm curious, brother, you know, we've been talking a lot about clarity today and I know that anyone who's had an open mind there, they have walked away with some valuable nugget of wisdom. So if, if someone has gotten curious and something has really resonated with them about something you've said, you know, what is that, you know, how can they connect with you? You know, what is that one focus action they could take so they could get greater clarity? I think probably to sit down and ask yourself, what is it that you want, truly? What is it? That thing that you're afraid to tell someone. I had a lady who, who, who she did, she had got let go. She'd been a nurse for X amount of years and COVID happened. I said, what do you want to do? And she's like, she couldn't say it. She would laugh and joke. I, I, well, you think I'm stupid. No, just go ahead and say it. She's like, I love folded laundry. I love to fold laundry. I said, okay, well, let's figure out a way. Let's figure out a way. Maybe during COVID, you can start a laundry business or something. Well, she didn't start a laundry business, but she started a t-shirt company that ended up getting bought by somebody else a year and a half later. So she ended up making more and doing better than she would have ever imagined, but it was because she went after that thing that she loved to do. So I, I, would, I would tell someone, first figure out what it is. What is it? Unapologetically. And then secondly, what are the fears that are keeping you from acting on it right now? Because fear resides in unawareness. Once you're aware of the fear, it can't have that power over you anymore. So what is it that you're afraid of and why? When you have this awareness, you'll start to see your life change because now you're not afraid of the thing that you had to finally, this will give you clarity. Uh, what I heard from you is powerful questions, powerful life. Wow, that's it. Okay. That's it. Um, and just to sort of piggyback off that, what, what is the best way people can, you know, start following you, that they can support you, learn more about what you do is, is uh, you know, what's, what's the best way to follow you? Yeah, you can go to, uh, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, um, what else, Facebook, DG Mindset, at DG Mindset. You go to my website, dgmindset.com. Go to your app store, DG Mindset. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm just, I'm here to help you remember what you're truly capable of before you forgot. That's it. So yeah, no, JT, this has been, this has been amazing. This has been, uh, I think hopefully people will gain value. I'd gain value just from talking to you, like things that I can do as a parent. So thank you for this. All good. So brother, I, I, I feel like this is the first, again, I know you and I have many conversations offline, but I have a feeling that we're planting some seeds and I'm really enthused to see, you know, where these conversations go and getting more of the conversations we have offline and just opening up the door so that more people can sort of start to learn about, you know, how to really tap into their true power. Yes, absolutely. Okay, brother. Well, uh, again, I appreciate you. Appreciate everything that you're doing. And again, I, I just want to thank you for always being a shining light in my life, because I know that you are one of the people in my life that always remind me that I'm a shining light and you always inspire me to, sh 
to do my best to shine even brighter. Yeah. Well, thank you, JT. The feeling's mutual. And, you know, I, I'm so unbelievably grateful that our paths have crossed and that, you know, you, you took that, you sent me that message on Instagram <laughs> and now here we are. So uh, there's a reason I'm so unbelie unbelievably grateful and thankful for it. So I, I can't wait to see where this journey takes us. Absolutely. So folks, probably gained at least one valuable nugget of wisdom, I would assume. Take one of these valuable nuggets of wisdom and, and go apply it to your life today. Have a blessed day, rest of your day, everyone. And we'll chat next time.